Praise the Lord. It's a delight in the Lord to bring us again the word of God as God's children. And I want everyone to get set in their hearts as we prepare tonight to start our usual study of the word of God. Um, I'm, I'm happy this evening in the Lord to have another privilege and opportunity to share with you all the mind of God as we unravel his purpose as revealed to us in the Holy Scriptures. There's no other source of hope and life we can get on this earth apart from the the support of the Lord. Every other foundation is sinking. Every other promise will fail. Every other light will dim. Every other hope will turn futile. It is only the hope that is in God that will last and stand forever. And therefore, if we hope in the Lord, everything he has promised us in his word, <clears throat> he will do it. And that's why it's beautiful to be in the family of God, hearing the word of God, hearing the promise of God, and opening your heart to understanding. And tonight, I pray that the spirit of understanding will be granted unto you as you listen to these words of God in the name of Jesus Christ. Um, welcome this evening again to the Bible study. And I trust the Lord um, to strengthen you all and, uh, uh, and then bring us together as we, as we you know, look at the, the, the beauty um, in God's word. We have been um studying you know on tuesday i was just led by the lord to to encourage someone and just pray along the lines with which i went because i am not um, um the chief shepherd of the church is god he knows our heart he knows our thoughts and therefore he wants to minister to us and i believe that's the reason we um we went the way we went um last um study but tonight um we will just pick up from where we stopped um last week thursday in our continuation of the book of romans and by the way i'm excited um in the new topic or the new bible that or the new book we're going to be taking after now i won't i won't i won't open that 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 i won't open the card from the back you will i i, I want it to be expectant it will be it will be great i assure you that um, um, I've been studying along those lines. You know, the Lord opened my eyes a few things in that in that particular scripture. I won't, I won't, I won't, I won't build the cut now. But as we finish this, well, I don't know when this will finish anyway. But I'm trusting the Lord that as He helps us to conclude on this, we will take up another book, and most probably by the grace of God, as God leads us, we will take it concurrently, both in church and in and in and in, and in Bible study, so we can. We can make do justice to it, but be sure that you'll be you'll be glad, uh, you'll be expectant. It, it, will, it, will, it will enrich you spiritually, it will enrich you in every area of your faith as we press on together in the word of the Lord. So I want to welcome everyone tonight on Mixla and on Zoom. This is the church at Oba. We have our meetings like this every Tuesdays and Thursdays, um, 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. And on Saturdays, we meet 8 p.m. Um, for our prayer time. And on Sunday, we meet 9 a.m. to about 12 noon for our, our Sunday service, all to build ourselves up and, and get refreshed and get charged up and get strengthened in the work of faith. The Bible says, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves of yourselves you know as we as we as we press on and see the day approach now they, some people do this he said as the manner of some but for us 
we are encouraged to come, to be strengthened, to come to to receive grace, to come to receive to receive wisdom, to come to receive salvation every time we come before the presence of God. No one comes before the Lord and goes back empty-handed. Today, you will go back so blessed in the name of Jesus Christ. As we start this evening, can we bow our heads, everyone, in prayer? Father, we thank you. Our God, you that knows the end from the beginning, you that has called us in your own will, you that has strengthened us unto salvation. Thank you for your great promise with which you promised us in your son, Jesus. And Lord, we bear this witness in our hearts and we know this testimony is true. Therefore, Lord, we rejoice in your love shared abroad in our heart. We rejoice in the knowledge that we are saved in you. We rejoice in the fact that Christ died for us according to scriptures. And therefore, we have life and hope in you. And on the basis of this, Lord, tonight we come again to, 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 to feast at your table. Holy Spirit, our teacher, teachers, open our understanding that knowledge may be gained and wisdom may be applied and all the praise and glory becomes yours, O God. We thank you, Lord, because you will do this for us and much more. We we'll pray and ask in Jesus' precious name. And everyone in the house of God said, Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, I want to, you know, start from a, from a point tonight as we continue where we stop. But let me pick a little thing. Um, as we as we throw a few things in the mix tonight, uh, you see the significance of the cross and the blood is very important. You know, we are we are we are we are recapping um, on the doctrines of Christ um, as Paul taught in the book of Romans, and we've taken about seven points, and we are on the eighth point. And at the eighth point, um, we're talking about the significance of the blood of Jesus, as it were. And um, I want to build up tonight and finish that point as God will help us. But I want us to follow me very closely tonight and open your heart with me as you take your notes. You see, the, the, when we plead the blood of Jesus, what exactly do you mean? You know, there are many times we plead the blood. Is it right for the Christians to plead? By the word plead, it means you make a demand on the blood. You, 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 you call on the efficacy of the blood because the blood speaks till today. See, there are two bloods that speaks in eternity, the blood of Abel and the blood of Jesus. And in fact, the Bible tells us the blood of men speak unto God, particularly for vengeance. So blood is important. Blood, is, blood has significance in the spirit realm. So when the Christian pleads the blood or places a demand on the blood, what does he mean? You know, sometimes we have people say, I plead the blood. What do you mean by that? You see, Paul, you know, was, was, you know, he's explaining to us a few things tonight that I want us to know. So that you, 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 you start doing this with, with proper understanding. Now, let's go on. You see, when we plead the blood, what do we really mean? Why is the blood significant for deliverance and salvation and from sin? Why? Why is the blood, or rather, what's the question? Is the blood significant to, to bring deliverance, to, to cleanse for sin and salvation? Yes, it is for the church, for the believer. One of the tools we have in the spirit, one of the weaponry we have in the spirit is the blood of Jesus. 
We have the word, we have the name, we have the blood. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, we have our quiver full of commandments. One of them is the blood. One is the name. One is the word. Hallelujah. One is faith. But tonight I'm taking, I'm zeroing on the blood. Because if you, if you, if you hold on just one, you can, you can do well. You can, you can be sure of victory. The blood. Why? Why is the blood significant? Remember that there is a close correlation between our faith uh, as we practice it now and, and how God revealed or how God related with Israel in, in the time of old. You see, as we, as we work as believers, the reason we read the Old Testament um, um, in light of the New Testament is to see what, what was concealed in the old and what is revealed in the new. You see, the, the truth is this, the, the New Testament is the Old Testament conceived really to a degree. That means everything you see in the Old Testament are things that God actually intends to do in the new, but now do it in a greater way. He said, for a new covenant, I was established by people in those days. For he has made the old or the first old that he might establish the new. But without the first, they can be the second. So sometimes to truly understand the efficacy of the things we have in the New Testament, then we have to look at its application, its relevance, and its efficacy in the old. Hallelujah. You see, 1 Corinthians 10 verse 6 says, it says, now these things are written for our examples. Now read from verse 1. The, 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 Paul, the apostle what he was referring to the encounters that God had with Israel in in the Old Testament, how they crossed the Red Sea, how they were baptized by the water, how the rock that followed them was Christ. When they needed provision, God told them, don't cry, speak to the rock, and water came forth. When they needed bread and meat, he said, don't cry, just go the next day, I'll provide for morning and evening, and God provided for them. And that's why he's called the God of the living and not the God of the dead. So we can look back and trace to see the processes of this God, to see how this God has operated in times past. So we can, we can safely predict what he will do, not as though we are trying to see God, but, but we have an idea of what he will do in the future. Romans chapter, four, chapter number 15, verse 4, it says, For whatsoever things are written afore, were written for our learning. It means everything in the Old Testament is written for us to learn. Learn about who? About the character and the nature of God. God did not ask us to follow him blindly, even though faith, people say, is, is fully. No, faith is not blind. There's evidence in our spirit and there's evidence in record. Romans 17 says, For faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. So faith is not blind following. Faith is following the evidence that God has provided. The word tonight, we're talking about the blood. And you see, Romans 11, from 11, 26 says, you see, Israel is the root on which the Gentile church is, is grafted. So you can't really extricate Israel and the church. We can't, we can't create a dichotomy. The Bible says in Ephesians, it says he has made the twin now one by the blood of his cross. So what Jesus did is the mystery that Paul revealed is that now there's a combination, now there's a marriage, now there's a union between, 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 between the Old Testament and the New Testament, between Abraham and the seed of Abraham, which is now the Gentiles. So there's no really distinction in the spirit between 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 Israel, the, the, the believing church, and the Gentiles in his brother, the the the, the, um, um, the believing Jews and the believing Gentiles. We are one now in Christ. So God is dealing with Israel at the same time, He's also dealing with the Gentiles. So if, if the Gentiles wants to see 
What God, you know, you know, can do, all right, you can, you, you can just peep backwards and see what he did with Israel. To the average Jew, folks, the yearly atonement, the yearly sacrifice means forgiveness for your whole one year, literal whole one year. So listen to the church. You see, when the Jew, every Jew, according to the law and the word of God, when that sacrifice is done once a year, and the high priest takes the animal and, 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 and slays one for himself to purify his own sin and slays the other, the scapegoat for the congregation and puts the blood upon the mercy seat. The Bible says the sin of the whole land is forgiven for an entire year. What an amazing sacrifice. And this is the blood of goats and bulls and heifers. Yet God said, I will on the, on the basis of the blood of these animals forgive your sins for an entire year. It means any Jew that dies under that, that time will not go to hell and, and for cry out loud. Every year that was done. It's amazing. And this is the pattern that God made. So God is telling them, I am putting, I'm showing you that I put, I put importance even on the blood of God's or good. But however, I am concealing something greater. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Something greater. But God began by something lesser to reveal something greater. So that, that, that Hebrews chapter 9, verse 7, if you read that, you're going to see that, 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 that the sacrifice of the atonement is done once. The washing with the ashes of the heifer cleanses the unclean. Listen, when a leper is unclean and, and, the, and, the, and the sacrifice of the heifer is done, is supposed to be washed with the ashes of heifer. Once he's washed, he's cleansed. God sanctions the cleansing. Let all the demons in hell rise up. The moment the ashes of the heifer touches the body of the unclean, he becomes clean. Let all hell rise up. The moment the high priest sacrifices that goat on behalf of the nation, their entire sin is wiped out and make as clean as snow. This actually, this is the reality of what God was is to reveal, what God is to do. It is it's showing that in the old, that when it comes in the new, it might become clearer. Once the blood is applied, it is done and it affects that which God wants it to do. So by the blood, sin is atoned for. By the blood, cleansing is done. By the blood, deliverance is attained. For the Bible says, for they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the words of their testimony. If it happened in the Old Testament, then it surely much more will happen in the new. So for us as believers, the cross or the blood should not just be a buzzword or a familiar cliche. Because it's becoming like a buzzword right now. Because the world does not know the efficacy of the cross, neither of the blood, and therefore it is, it is being trampled on and is being blasphemed and is being misused. But for us as Christians, we must be careful not to make it a buzzword. For this has eternal and spiritual efficacy. 
And that's the reason we looked at the first point of the blood. What is the significance of the blood? That blood is unique. You know, that blood is special. Tonight, I just want you to come to, 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 the, to, the, uh, to, to, to realize. I want to reiterate it in your heart that there's power in the blood. But why? Because God has made it so and he has given it to us on the altar. Hallelujah. God didn't only make it so, he also gave it. So when you plead the blood, you are, you are standing on the authority of God, the authority of Jesus, and no demon, no Satan can withstand it. No power on earth can stop it. Because in this time, we need to really stand our ground in the Lord. Because there's so much, there's so much, so many demonic powers in the world today that, 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 that the language they will only hear for resistance is the language of the blood and the language of faith and the language of the word and the language of the name of Jesus. Because they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the words of the testimonies. So the first significance we looked at, the first importance, you know, tonight I'm just trusting the Lord that someone would put the blood over my situation and say, Father, thank you because I know the blood brings deliverance. I know the blood brings healing. I know the blood brings help. I stand on the cover of the blood of Jesus that speaks better things. Therefore, I call things better. In the name of Jesus, I stand on the better ground. For the lines are falling onto me in good places. Yea, my heritage in God is good. Above the Lord. Don't have a great remedy with you and allow something that can be remedied to destroy. Apply the power of the blood. The first point we looked at. As, as is where the first significance we look at is that the blood is the, is, is the only way by which man can be redeemed. Do you see how important this is? Only one way. Whatever can bring man from the region of death back to life can do anything. That means in the local parlance of Yoruba, it can be termed as Bubunishi. Whatever can turn back death can do everything. Whatever can reverse the highest power. Do you remember? The highest power Satan has is what? Is death. But really, Satan doesn't own death. Because both himself and death will be judged finally at the fullness of time. But this blood, this, this blood you are referring to, actually is the means by which men can be redeemed. Come with me to your Bible quickly to Romans chapter 3, verse 25. Romans 3, 25. Tonight, I'm trying to, to, to provoke faith in you and understanding of the blood. Why is it important? God gave it to us on the altar. God provided it. Listen, no man made blood. God made it. And God says, I have given it to you. Hallelujah. Amen. Let me turn to that before I even go there. Oh, thank you, Lord. Leviticus 17. Before I turn to Romans 3 tonight. Because tonight I, I will do my best to, to conclude on, on, on this tonight. And I will pick up the next point. Because there's so much I want us to look at again in the future. But let's, let's read Leviticus 17. Now remember, Leviticus is in the Old Testament. This is what God began to do with them. And God says, I gave these things as an example. You see, First Corinthians 10 verse 6. Romans 15 and verse 4 says this same thing. So everything we see here is the provision of God. 
And God does not change. Hebrews 13, 8, it says, Christ Jesus, the same yesterday, the same today and forever. And why is this important? Because in the world we are today, we need every arsenal we can get. We need every force we can get. We need every victory in Christ we can get. And, and the thing that God has given us actually is the blood. Let's, let's, let's understand the efficacy because Bible says this blood speaks better things. Then if it's better, it's better. Hallelujah. Let's read 17 and, and from verse 11. It says, for the life of the flesh is in the blood. And I, who is I, the Lord, have given it to you, to mankind. Upon the altar. Now I've given you upon the altar. This is the, the picture of the Old Testament. So he gave them the, 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 the blood of animals on the altar. Not the blood of human beings, but the blood of animals on the altar. To do what at that time? To make an atonement for your souls. For it is the blood that maketh an atonement for the souls. Therefore, I said unto the children of Israel, no soul of you shall eat blood. That means blood is not meant to be eaten. It's meant for a purpose of atonement. But when God will now come on the scene, folks, when he came for our cleansing, our atonement, now the full revelation of what he was, he was, he was sealing in the Old Testament, he brought forth his son, his begotten, his one and only, that he might take the place on the altar. Just like Abraham took Isaac on the altar, God brought him on the altar. For he pleased God to bruise him, that the blood might be spilled. We have great prize in the blood. Romans 3. Romans 3 tonight, verses 25. Romans 3, 25. Hear what it says here. For whom God set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood. So the propitiating component the atoning component, the death-destroying component that God has made in the atonement was actually hidden in the blood. That means there's a life in the blood that brings life. And tonight, I speak life to every life that needs the life of God in the name of Jesus. I speak life to every dead situation. Let it be revived by the power of God in Jesus' name. So we see the first point here, that it is through the blood that the propitiation of the whole world. Listen, what can save the whole world then is strong. Remember that in the Old Testament, this blood can only save a tribe of people. The blood is for only the Jews, the ethnic Jews. The blood of goats couldn't save the whole world because it was limited. In any case, God was just showing a pattern. God was showing a force. God was showing a power that Satan can resist, even in a limited situation. God was just running something. He was showing us what would happen. He was showing us how he could defeat Satan with a small tribe. So when it comes in his fullness, he will, he, will, he will deliver the entire world. First John 2. First John 2. The blood of goats and, and the rams and others was to take care of the ethnic Jews sin for atonement. But when Jesus Christ came, hallelujah. Someone say hallelujah. When Jesus came, he came as a lamb without spot, without wrinkle, with, with, without sin. He was clean. He was holy. He was righteous. 
He had nothing. He had, he had no sin impure on him. He was pure. He came from the very bosom of God. And God sent him that he might silence the avenger forever. So when you plead that blood, you are silencing the force of the avenger forever. Amen tonight. First John, chapter 2. We read from verse 1. Just, in fact, just verse 2. It says, and he is, who is he? here? Jesus. And Jesus is the propitiation for our sins. Why? Because he became the lamb. He became the propitiation. Now, hear this, hear this. It says, and not for ours, ours only, but for the sins of the whole world. But in the Old Testament, the blood of the of bulls and goats was not for the whole world. It was limited to the ethnic Jews. God was showing a sample. But now this force, that when Jesus did, has the strength to rescue the whole world. It tells you how powerful the blood is. The blood heals, the blood saves, the blood redeems from destruction. Number two, quickly we point we raised. We said that the, the height of the demonstration of the love of God was revealed by the blood. Of course, this is this is obvious. Remember the story of Abraham and Isaac? So you can take the blood serious. You can take your redemption serious. You can take your authority in Christ serious. Listen, when Abraham did what he did, God said to Abraham, now I know you love me. <laughs> Why did God say so? That means the degree to which love is quantified is to the extent of what is to be sacrificed. The way that love is graded. Love can be graded above what a man is willing to sacrifice. Abraham was willing to sacrifice his only son, remember he had Ishmael, he had others, but God says, Isaac, your son, your only son, the one whom you love. And Abraham went forth in obedience to the word of the Lord to sacrifice Isaac. And God says, now I know you love me. So you see, the, the heart of the soul, of the love of God, or the love Abraham had for God was the sacrifice of Isaac. Abraham gave God all. He kept nothing back. It means in, in the blood of Jesus, God gave us actually how many things? All. Peace of mind. The rest of soul. The healing of our bodies. Strength for persecution. Everything we need for life and for godliness. We have it in the manifestation of the blood. That means believers have every strength in the reservoir that they can tap into. Romans 8.32 says, for if he did not spare his only son, if God did not spare his only son, if he gave him up for us all, how will he, this is the, this is the right of the church, how will he, so you have the right to, to stand on the authority of the blood and, and when things aren't going the way they should go, you are covered in the blood. There's life in the blood. There's strength in the blood. There's grace in the blood that everyone in Christ can come to. So if anyone is still doubting if God lost me or not, here's how you know. He gave his son. And so let no one doubt the love of God. 
John 3, 16, Jesus said, for God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. So we see point two, the height of the demonstration of God's love is in the cross. And by the cross, the blood was shed. Number three, it ratifies the covenant. God ratifies it. God didn't only say those things. God sealed it by the blood of his son. You see, it's impossible for God to lie. It's absolutely impossible for God to lie. What did God do? God ratified. God signed it. God entered into a treaty with the church. Hebrews chapter 6. Hebrews 6 tonight. Let's talk with me there in your Bibles. I'll read Hebrews 6. I'll read Hebrews 9. But Hebrews 6 from verse 9. But beloved, we are persuaded better things of you and things that accompany salvation, though we thus speak. For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which he have showed toward his name, in that he have ministered to the saints and to minister. And we desire that every one of you do show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope unto the end. That ye be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. When God made the promise to Abraham, because he could not swear by no greater, he swore by himself, saying, Surely, blessing, I will bless thee, and multiplying, I will multiply thee. And so, after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. For men verily swear by the greater, and ought for confirmation is to them an end of all strife. Hear this now. Wearing God willingly more abundantly to show unto the heirs of the promise the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath that by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong, strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us. Which hope we have as an anchor for the soul both sure and steadfast, and which enter right into that which within the veil. God confirmed the oath. You can depend on him. I can depend on him. He has proven to be faithful. In fact, his name is a faithful one. The one that rode on the horse and, and on his thigh is, is written, the faithful. He is faithful. Sometimes the reason we face troubles in this earth is because the earth is corrupt. But thanks be to God, he's coming at the end of time to restore all things back to God again. There'll be a time of, of that all things will be restituted and returned back to God. And the time is close. This promise was ratified by the same Lord. Hebrews 9, just move one more, if two more flip forward. Hebrews 9, from, from verse 15. Hebrews 9, from verse 15. So when you plead the blood, you plead the blood, understanding the blood is there. The blood of Jesus is hallowed, is serious, is our salvation. For we know that we are not saved by, by, by things that is as silver or gold. First Peter 1 from verse 18, it says, But we are saved by the precious blood of the Lamb. Whatever can save from death can save from any other thing that death can produce. The blood of Jesus. Hebrews 9. I read from verse 16. For where a testament is, there must be also of necessity the death of the testator. 
That means before a deed or a will is effected, the, the person that wrote the will must die before the children can lay claim on the will. But before the will is effected, the will must be signed. So the death there or the blood is as it were death. So the blood is the token for the signature that God appended on for us to be relieved of everything that Satan unleashed on us. For a testament is of force after men are dead. Otherwise, it's of no strength at all. Well, the test don't leave it because his blood is yet there. Christ had to die. 18. Whereupon neither the first testament was indicated without blood, but when Moses, now you read down to the front, but everything was dedicated on the blood. So God ratified it on the blood. The blood can be messed with. The blood is sacred. And before you call and plead the blood, you must understand what the blood stands for. And are you qualified to plead the blood? If you are saved, you are. Let Satan not deprive you from the power daring. For we overcome in by, by, by the blood of the lamp shed on the cross and by the was our testimony. Tonight I will take the two, two more points quickly as we close. By it also, spiritual death or the second death, there are two kinds of death or two resurrections. The first one is at the coming of Christ. The Bible calls it the first resurrection. Is for the saints. But the second one is unto condemnation. So everyone that comes up at the first resurrection is free from the second death or the second resurrection or the eternal separation from God. The blood frees us from that. That's why anyone who doesn't come to God by the order of the blood is not saved. Romans 3, 20, 25 says, for he is the propitiation of our sins by the blood, faith in the blood. So how do we get saved? We get saved by faith in the blood. And salvation is not progressive. It's instantaneous. It's imputed. It's by grace through faith. It's not by works through faith. It's by grace through faith. So there's no gradual salvation. There's no piecemeal salvation. There's no work-based salvation. There's salvation based on the grace of God and the blood of Jesus. So by it, spiritual death, the second death, and, and, and even the fear of death is destroyed. The blood destroys all these things. So when you are traveling, you are covered. Whatever you are doing, this blood is speaking. You see, this blood cannot be silenced. Because Satan, our adversary, is always accusing. But thank God, we have also an eternal advocate that also speaks. Because he took this blood to the altar in the Holy of Holies. And the blood speaks every now and then on your behalf. And every time you sit down and accept against you, the blood speaks also. And every time the blood speaks, the blood speaks better things. So I'll say amen tonight. Hallelujah. So let's not bog your mind with fear of condemnation. For there's now, therefore, no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not under the flesh, but under the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus 
has made us free from the law of sin and death. The world is still under that law, but we are no more under the law of sin and death. And the understanding of this freedom keeps us in righteousness. The blood speaks. It's invisible, yet it's visible. It speaks on your behalf continuously. Because God, Christ has laid it upon the altar of mercy before the very temple and throne of God. So really in that sense, we are covered people. But let's stay in our authority. Let's stay in our privilege. Let's stay under the provisions that God has given to us. Hebrews 2 tonight. Hebrews 2. Hebrews 2. Rivers 14 and 15. The Bible says, For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he that is also Christ, also himself, likewise took part of the same. Hallelujah. The reason Jesus became man is because we are made like this, that he might take our place, that he might come into our space, he might come into our sphere legally as man. And take the victory from Satan. Hallelujah. And so in the realm of the spirit. Physically speaking. Satan is stronger than man. But in our, in our recreation in Christ. We are stronger than him. Therefore learn to live in the spirit. The Bible says Galatians 6. It says, it says if we therefore. Five from verse 24. If we therefore live in the spirit, let's also walk. Folks, we live in the spirit. Let's also work in the spirit and stand in the authority of the spirit that comes by the blood. Hallelujah. For as much then as the children are particles of flesh and blood, he also of himself partook of the same, that true death through the blood, through the cross, see, the reason he died, that he might destroy. So as he was dying, he was destroying him that had the power of death, that is the devil. Hallelujah. The day Jesus died on the cross, that was the day Satan died in your life. The day Christ died on the cross, that's the day Satan died. And every, every manifestation of Satan would equally die. And they would die as we make progress to come into the full life of God when Christ comes back again. But the day Christ died on the cross, Satan died. 15. And in that death, Christ delivered all of us, everyone who through the fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Hallelujah. So for the church, there is no fear. Tonight, say with me, there is no fear. For perfect love, cast out fear. All fear. You have no place in me. For Jesus defeated you on the cross. There's no fear in God. There's no fear in Christ. Therefore, fear is of Satan. And if Christ destroys Satan on the cross, fear also is destroyed. I declare right now in the name of Jesus, Every spirit of bondage of fear, I renounce you. I reject you. Pack your baggage and your load and leave my space. For Christ in me, the hope of glory. Hallelujah. 
Amen. Amen. Oh, I have one more point tonight. I have two more slides to read in, that, in this slide, but I won't read the two. This will suffice. Let me take one more point tonight as we close. And this will be the last point I'm going to take in the significance of the blood. The blood is the means by which the Father and the Son have presence in humans, particularly in believers. The blood paves the way for God and the, and the Son to indwell us by the Spirit. Isn't that beautiful? Hallelujah. Lift your hands, everybody, and give God praise. For it dwells in you. Satan will want to tell you everything contrary, but it's not true. It dwells in you. And it dwells in us by the blood. That means in your quiet times and moments, you can speak to the Lord. He is in you. No wonder he says, while you are still thinking of those things in your heart, I have heard why I am in you. Romans 26, likewise, the spirit has our infirmities. We know not what to pray for the way we ought. For the spirit make what? Intercession with groanings that can be uttered. He said, for he that searcheth the heart of the man, knoweth what is in the spirit of the man. For he maketh intercession according to the will of God. What does that mean? The Holy Spirit dwells in our heart. Therefore, he knows what we are thinking. He knows your every prayer. I guarantee you he has answered. Thank you, Lord. Is the means by which God the Father and God the Son indwells his children by the Holy Spirit. Matthew 27, verse 50 and 51. I'm not close tonight quickly. Our time is almost up. Matthew 27, verse 50 and 51. I'm going to read. I read from here. The Bible says, Jesus, when he cried again with a loud voice, what did he do? He yielded up the ghost. At that point, the blood has done its work. And behold, I love this. The veil of the temple was rent in twain from top to bottom, and the earth did quake, and the rocks rent. What happened? That covering of the Holy of Holies, where the dwelling seat of God is, was opened. Now no more in an earthly container, but now in the treasures, in the heart of his children. Praise God. He dwells in you. By the blood. So you can plead the blood. The Father dwells in you. He says, if the spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells, wow. He dwells in us, thank God. He dwells in you. He, he dwells. He will also quicken our mortal bodies. He will help us against sin. He, he, will, he, will, he, will, he will regenerate and, 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 and recreate our mortal bodies according to his will. Just give yourself to him. Say, Lord, do with me as you will. Time is up tonight. I'll give you more scriptures. Time is up tonight. Acts 2, verse 1. Say, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, he came as the promise of Jesus in Luke 24, verse 49 to 51. And I send you, behold, I send you the promise of the Father. For he said, I and the Father are one, but he, he, he will come. He, he won't come of himself. He, he will take of the Father and me and show you. So everything the Holy Spirit is doing in us now is what the Father and the Son. Ooh, glory to God. Aren't you grateful for the blood? Hallelujah. And because of the blood, you honor God and live right. 
and serve him for what he has done. Thank you, oh, my father, forgive you. You see, we will never know how much it costs Christ to save us, but we will know in the millennium. We will know when we see him. We will know at the second coming of Christ. Living your spirit, yeah, your spirit that 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 revitalizes your spirit, you. your work on earth is done. And the reason the Holy Spirit is living in us today because there are things God still wants to do on earth before the earth is concluded, and we'll get them done through you and I. And through his church. That's the strength of the blood. And you think Satan wants you to know this strength? No, of course. But now that you know, thank him for the blood. Thank him for the authority. Thank him for redemption. Thank him for the keys. Thank him for destroying fear. Or there's no fear for the saint because of the blood. The Bible says, For I have given it to you upon the altar. He gave us the blood for redemption and he didn't take it back from us. It's with you. Father, thank you tonight. For your revelation. I pray, God, that you give us understanding. That your people might know exactly what you've done, what they have in you, and what you expect of them. What you've done, oh God, is to redeem. What we have, oh God, is redemption. And what we are to do is to communicate the redemption, not in our strength, but in your strength as it resides in us by your spirit. We yield tonight. Every fear is cast out by the blood. Every shame is destroyed by the blood. Every victimization and oppression, I declare tonight, is vanquished by the blood. The blood that speaks better things. And the blood of Abel. Thank you, Lord, tonight. Lift your hands, everybody, and give God praise. And thank him for the knowledge you have tonight. Of the significance of the blood. And the provisions of God for giving it to us. Thank you, Lord. We praise you, O God. We praise you, O God. We praise you, our God. For unto you shall all flesh gather. For from you, to you, by you, and through you, are all things. To the praise and glory of your will. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you tonight for listening. Hope you've been blessed. Please, you can repeat this message again. Play it over and over until this word sinks into your spirit that you bring the freedom and the liberty that Christ intends for you to have. God bless you. By the grace of God, we're making some announcements. Um, on Sunday, as we plan towards our get-together, it, it will be very exciting by the grace of God, as a family of God. My heart is full. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm seeing a lot of things. You know, let's prepare. And let's prepare also for the continuation of the teaching of the, of the end times. It will be tremendous. 
the Lord will, oh, I can't wait. God bless you. We'll meet again on Saturday for prayer meeting and Sunday by the grace of God for general fellowship. God bless you all. Stay strong and blessed. The victory of God as we see again next time and in the next church meeting. Good night, folks. God bless you all. In Jesus' name, amen.